Genesis 14, 1 through 16. In the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Shedorlamer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goim, these kings made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shimabur, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. And all these joined forces in the valley of Sidim, that is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they had served Sh- uh, Shedolomer. In the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Shedolomer and the kings who were with him came and defeated Rephaim in Asheroth, Karnaim, the Zuzim in Ham, the Emim in Sheva, Kirathim, and the Horites in their hill country of Seir as far as El Paran on the border of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En-Misphat, that is Kadesh, and defeated all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who were dwelling in Hazazan Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, the king of Bela, that is Zoar, went out and they joined battle in the valley of Sidim with Shadolomar, the king of Elam, Tidal, the king of Zoagoim, uh, Amraphel, the king of Shinar, and Arioch, the king of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of bitumen bits. And as the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some of them fell into them and the rest into the hill country. So the enemy took all possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went on their way. They also took Lot, the son of Abram's brother, who was dwelling in Sodom, and his possessions, and they went away. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew, who was living by the oaks of Mamre the Amorite, brother of Eschol and of Ener. These were allies of Abraham. And when Abraham heard that his kinsmen had been captive, he led forth his trained men, born in his house, 318 of them, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he divided his forces against them by night, he and his service and his servants, and he defeated them and pursued them to Hobah, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all the possessions and also brought back his kinsmen, Lot, with his possessions and the women um, and the people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Um, okay. Well, that was a workout. <laughs> it was, it, well, it's, it's a little hard to understand. I like that like at some points, like Zeboim and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. It's like, right. It's like, who knows what any of this is? But, exactly. Uh, here's basically what's happening. Okay. okay. I can I can kind of summarize it with you. All right. With you. Let's just call them the kings of the south and the kings of the north, right? Okay. It's, it's, it's like a civil war, right? And so the kings of the south had kind of been reigning. The kings of the north rebelled. There was five of them. They came and captured the kings of the south, okay? Mm. Including in that, they got Lot, okay, which was their biggest mistake. They should have mm. just left Lot alone. Exactly. But they got Lot, and when they got Lot, 
they started going back north, okay? These are the kings of the north now. Abram hears about it. Lot's been captured. So he gets his dudes, and and he had a few um, allies also. Um, uh, Eskel um, and Aner. Um, and so they go after these guys, and they go and catch up with the northern armies, they chase them down. They get all the way up to Damascus, which is in modern-day Syria, a little further north. Okay. And they take them over. They get the stuff, and they restore everything. And we're going to hear later, um, you know, that these southern kings want to really bless Abram. And so, but really the important part for right now is they get Lot back. Abram has this huge victory. I mean, this is a massive uh, military success for Abram. Yeah. He takes on five kings and wins right um you know just this guy just this hebrew guy that like had moved down from haran like who is abram right and you you could almost say this is kind of like you know if 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 world war ii was when the united states became the global power like this is abram's like world war ii moment mm. where like everybody in the land of canaan is like whoa who yeah. is this, this guy? guy you know yeah. And, um, and again, there's it, it, some of the themes that you and I have been talking about, we're going to see tomorrow in, in his in encounter with Melchizedek. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a very interesting story. Um, but that's what it's about. I mean, that it's, it's a military defeat of Abraham against these other nations. And again, it's, it's, it, it can get a little confusing because there's like so many weird and wacky names, right. but that's basically what's going on. Yeah. yeah what are your thoughts on the past? <laughs> well, well, I had to consult a commentary because when I read this, I was like, what in the world? Um, so Who I are all these people. All right. Exactly. So I found this, uh, commentary, um, or great information from Ian Duguid. And, um, and I loved how he put it. He's like, this is basically, we see a good King Abram here that he is acting like a King in a land where he's been given, um, you know, he knows he's received this land from through a great promise from God, but he doesn't actually have possession of it. No one's made him the king. And yet he's acting like the king, but really like King Jesus, where he's uh, rescuing um, someone who has been taken and who's been oppressed and um, his family and, and bringing them back. And so I, I love this idea of, um, you know, we talked yesterday about God allowing, or excuse me, Abram looking to God for provision as opposed to like kind of lot, like taking the mm-hmm. best of everything. And yet here we see that even though like, but you, that this is not a passive life that we're living when we're trusting God, you still have to take um, action and it requires great courage and risk. And, but, but Abram is willing to um, take risks um, because for the benefit of others, the, the, not, I love not to that insight. Himself. You know, w- w- when Jesus comes, he kind of inaugurates his kingdom. Um, but what does that mean? You know, w- well, it means that he's gathering his kingdom people, and so, yeah, in a sense, like, in, and Lot really is that for Abraham, and he's always looking out for Lot. Um, yeah, and we're, it, that doesn't end. That, no. That's that that story continues right. a little bit, right? Um, and Lot doesn't always appreciate it. I think that's another thing that's the, the this what lo- real love is. I mean, like Abram is always putting himself at risk for the benefit of Lot, and Lot doesn't always respond well. Yeah, Lot's an interesting case study in the Bible, right? Yeah, I think it, to your to, to I mean to look at it through kind of a Jesus analogy, he's kind of like how we are with Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like why is Lot getting any of this blessing? It's because of Abraham, and right. he always kind of takes it for his own advantage. Right. And a lot of, I mean, again, that's how 
a lot of us are, how we are with yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but yes, I mean, I, I think what's so cool about this, I don't know what you think about Abram, but like he, as you say, trusts the Lord and he's this man of like incredible courage. I mean, this is a, this is a sign of, um, just amazing courage. He is taking on all of these enemies on account of his kin, right. on account of this one that he loves. And again, I mean, just to draw out the Christ analogy, like that is what Jesus has done. He has taken on our greatest enemies, the enemies of sin, the enemies of death, um, in order that we might be saved, mm-hmm. in order that we might be returned home, in order that we might uh, stay in fellowship with God or have fellowship with God. So, There's a lot going on in this story. It really sets up the next reading, but we'll have to wait for tomorrow to get to that. So for Jennifer McClish, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.